Hello, and welcome to A Griffin's Tales, audio version. Queer chosen family stories timed for listening on a work break or while running a few errands. We're starting our tales with First Came Trust, a four-episode queer story about what comes before the romance. Like all A Griffin's Tale stories, this story is also available on my website, jessmaller.com. For now, please enjoy First Came Trust, Part 1. Lila had expected the guards to come. Had been expecting them for over a day, in fact. But A hadn't expected how the guard had come. No quiet knock to escort him away. No apologies or sympathy for what must be. The door burst open, broken down by a battering ram, though it had not been latched or locked. Guards poured into the small house Lila shared with their siblings. They swarmed over Lila, knocking him to the floor. Lila didn't resist, didn't protest. Not until they heard Sherzad and Dalma saw her siblings thrown down on the floor beside him. Then Lila protested. But her protests were short-lived. The beast within him, the beast that had been growing stronger ever since that night in the woods, nearly slipped their control. Almost a let it. Almost a let the beast rip through him and seize control, tear through the guards who had betrayed him, who A had gone to for help. But A was afraid. Afraid that the beast would turn on Sherzad and Dalma. That the beast would kill and kill and not stop, as the stories all said. So A didn't fight back. A let the guards bind him, followed them without complaint, and turned all air will to fighting the beast within him. The guards loaded them in a cart and drove out of the village along the shore road. Dalma and Shirzad fought and cursed the guards, frantic not just with fear but with ignorance. They had no idea why the guards had broken down their doors and dragged them from bed. No more than they knew why their sibling had been so secretive, so anxious these past few days. It wasn't until they had been in the cart several minutes that fear overwhelmed ignorant anger. That they noticed Lila looked sick and rode in silence. Realized they had not once fought back. Then Dalma and Sherzad moved as one, bracketing their sibling, standing between M and the guard, offering them what little protection they could. A few miles down the coast road, the guard stopped and pulled them out of the cart. The sun was peeking over the horizon when the guards forced them down onto the sand and staked them out spread eagle above the high tide line. All the siblings knew what would come. Not because they had ever heard of the guard doing such a thing, but because they lived in a seaside town. Every few years a boat's mast broke or a child went missing, and, sooner or later, the lost ones died from the sun and sea. The salt spray would suck the water from their bodies, the sun heat them to delirium, and in a day or three it would be over. Sherzad and Dalma were surprised when the guards all left. Not one remained on watch to keep them from escaping. But Lila understood, and they started laughing, laughing and laughing, hysterical now, tears seeping down her face. Lila could escape in an instant. Release the beast and it would snap the ropes that bound him. 
but only if A was willing to kill Air siblings. The guards did not dare kill Lila themselves, though a few days earlier A had begged them to. Instead, they had left him to die in a prison made of love. Dalma yelled at Lila, begging him to settle, to explain. Shirzad tried to soothe, to comfort. Both fought the ropes, hoping for enough slack, enough leverage to fight themselves free. It was not Lila's siblings, but the beast within him that snapped Lila out of their hysteria. The beast lunged for freedom, knowing it could snap these ropes in a moment. Snap them, and then... No. They may be doomed, and Lila may be damned, but Lila would hold off the beast until their last breath. While Dalma and Sherzad lived, there was a chance they could survive this. I'm sorry, was all Lila could spare a breath to say. A threw himself into the most important battle of air life. By the time the sun started creeping west, Lila and the beast had given up the fight, too exhausted and worn out to continue. Lila's skin prickled and burned from the sun, and their mouth was parched. Sometimes Dalma's voice would float over him, or Shirzad's, but the words had long ago stopped making sense. A sudden coolness washed over Lila, and they blinked, trying to make their dry eyes focus. A dark shape stood over him, blocking the sun. Though Lila did not yet know it, salvation had come in a most unlikely form. Bethania, a noble of Aeland and the royalty of Balul, had been returning home from a trade mission. Air travels were interrupted when an outrider had brought word of the three siblings trapped on the beach, one of them a new cub. Not being from this barbarous land, Bethania immediately ordered a detour to give aid to the trio. Had A been foolish enough to try to ride by, the half of air guards and a handful of servants who were pack would have rebelled the moment they gave the order. There was a reason Bethania trusted pack. Now Bethania crouched over the barely conscious cub. Why are you here? A asked. Bethania thought A knew. The locals' hatred of pack had been a thorn in their people's sides the entire time they'd been at court. But Bethania had to hear the cub's answer for himself, to know if the stranger had given in to the madness. Without the support of a pack, the cub's second nature could be lost to isolation. The cub blinked at Bethania a moment, then A said, "'My fault, nobility.' A coughed, and the two staked out next to him stirred, realizing they were no longer alone. Bethania waved their people forward to help the two humans." Save my siblings, please. They don't. They don't. Bethania sighed with relief. The cub was still himself, whoever that had been. Why didn't you free yourself? If Lila hadn't been near delirious from sun poisoning and exhaustion, the question would have terrified him. But A was too mind-fogged to recognize that Bethania knew of the beast and answered with the truth. What if killed them? Please save them. From me? The effort to speak was too much. Lila realized that her siblings were already on their feet, freed by the strange noble's people. Then darkness closed in. Bethania stepped back to allow her people to work. They wet down the three sufferers with seawater to cool them. 
The siblings were able to walk with support and were led to sit in the shade of a wagon, brought honey water and urged to drink slowly. The cub was carried to a quickly erected shelter, Bethania's pavilion. It was larger than needed, but easy to get out of the wagons. A servant stayed with the now unconscious cub, dripping water into her mouth. Satisfied the strangers were getting the needed care, Bethania ordered a longer halt and increased security. Whoever had tortured and tried to kill the three might be near. They needed to stay at least a short time. Best to be prepared. The End First Came Trust, Part 1 See you next time.